The Claude 3 model family by Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. Haiku is lightning fast and cost-effective. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Learn more at anthropic.com slash Claude. This is your tech news briefing for Monday, February 13th. I'm Zoe Thomas for The Wall Street Journal. Meta's Horizon Worlds metaverse has struggled since its launch with glitches and low user rates. But the Facebook parent company isn't giving up. According to a memo reviewed by the journal, it plans to go after younger users and offer new ways to enter this digital realm. On today's show, our social media reporter Salvador Rodriguez joins us with this exclusive reporting on Meta's future. That's after these headlines. Washington and its allies are considering tougher sanctions on tech sold to China after a suspected Chinese spy balloon flew across the U.S. And over the weekend, the U.S. shot down a fourth flying object over North America. The Biden administration is looking to add about six Chinese government-backed companies with links to the balloon program to a list of blacklisted firms. The list, which the Wall Street Journal reported on previously citing U.S. officials, imposes barriers on conducting business with those companies. They would join an already long list of Chinese entities and companies that the U.S. has targeted with sanctions over national security concerns. Last week, we told you how SpaceX was taking steps to limit its Starlink internet service in Ukraine to prevent it from being used for offensive military purposes. Now, Ukraine has confirmed some reported issues with Starlink terminals attached to strike drones. But Ukrainian soldiers say it's working largely as usual for frontline communications. Much of Ukraine's infrastructure has been badly damaged by Russian attacks, and changes to the availability of Starlink have raised concerns about the impact on military communications. The Securities and Exchange Commission has stepped up enforcement action against the cryptocurrency industry. SEC Chair Gary Gensler has argued some crypto exchanges may have broken the law by allowing investors to buy and sell assets that should have been registered with the regulator as securities. In one of the SEC's latest settlements, digital currency platform Kraken agreed to stop offering so-called crypto staking services in the U.S. and pay $30 million in penalties. Our finance reporter Elliot Brown says the settlement could impact what is a lucrative activity for major crypto firms. Basically, people would agree to put up their tokens and stake them for a year, and then as a result of not touching them, they'd get 10, 20% plus interest on them. So what's happening here is a bunch of firms in the U.S. were allowing customers to put up their crypto tokens and sort of they'd pool them together and do the staking themselves. The SEC is basically saying that those firms can't do that because tokens are securities and you can't be going around offering services that are risky to customers without actually registering through the SEC. And non-tech companies have been loading up on engineering talent as Silicon Valley-based startups and tech behemoths cut back. There were over 3,000 software engineering jobs in D.C. and New York at the end of last year. Compare that with the 2,000 job postings in San Francisco and San Jose, California, according to workplace data company Virtus AI. Our careers reporter Lindsay Ellis has more. 
every major city has seen declines in software engineering jobs over the last six months, especially. That said, the declines have been especially pronounced in Silicon Valley as the tech market has contracted. In contrast, you'll see companies in finance and consulting, in defense, they are still adding positions in this field. And that has made the totals for open positions in software engineering in DC and New York remain higher than they are on the West Coast. All right, coming up, Meta takes another swing at attracting users to Horizon Worlds. We'll discuss how after the break. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. Facebook parent Meta has been having trouble getting users on to its metaverse. Its platform called Horizon Worlds had fewer than 200,000 monthly active users this past October, according to internal documents reported on by the Wall Street Journal last fall. But the company is revamping its strategy, according to a memo sent to the team working on the initiative reviewed by the journal. It's going after younger users. Joining us to discuss this approach and how Meta plans to attract teens and young adults is our social media reporter, Salvador Rodriguez. Hi, Sal. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Zoe. Thanks for having me again. Sal, how does Meta plan to attract more young users? Yeah, so what they're going to be doing this year as opposed to last year is in 2022, there was a big emphasis on having the users of Horizon themselves go in and make worlds that populated this metaverse for the company. What we're seeing in their new strategy that was outlined recently is that they want a greater emphasis placed on experiences and worlds built by second-party studios. So really what they want is they want worlds built out by people that are closer to video game designers as opposed to everyday Horizon users. And we've already seen some of this in the time that Horizon has existed. The most notable example is this world that was built in partnership with the NBA called NBA Arena. So if you're a Horizon user, you should expect to see more of these professional-like worlds populate Horizon in the coming months. We're talking about Meta wanting to attract younger users to Horizon Worlds. How young are we talking? Yeah, so the plan is to open up the service to teenagers ages 13 to 17. So that would essentially expand from what's available now, which is 18 and up. And the reasoning behind this is that these are the generations of users that have grown up with the internet throughout their entire lives. They're used to interacting with others remotely, especially after living through this pandemic. And not only that, but these are the users who, you know, have the free time to enjoy the metaverse, but also they are so young that 
if you get them on this service early, this is a user that you will have probably for a long time. Can you tell us a little bit more about your sourcing? How do you know this? Yeah, so this sourcing came from people familiar with the matter as well as a memo that was sent out to those folks at Meta who work on Horizon. And the strategy for 2023 was laid out by VP of Horizon, Gabriel Aul, who just really drew out what the strategy is for the team and what the expectations are for the first half of the year and for the entirety of the year with that key goal being a million monthly active users by the end of 2023. Sal, why is Horizon World so important to Meta? I mean, you mentioned why these young users would be important to Horizon Worlds. They're going to be the natives on this new internet world. But why is it so particularly important to get this metaverse right? I think Horizon Worlds represents the future for Meta. A few years ago, they changed their name from Facebook to Meta to really highlight that their intention is to build out this new kind of internet where interacting with each other, not on static pages, but in virtual worlds where we're all in there simultaneously interacting. And Horizon is their first stab at building out this metaverse. This may not be the ultimate metaverse that really, you know, brings home the bacon for Meta, But where we're at now, this is their flagship product, and it's really important for them that they get this right, that they get some momentum, and that they kind of start to prove out to investors, to users, and really to themselves that this is a vision that they can really play out. But then it seems important, I guess, to understand why it's been so hard for them to keep users or get users on to Horizon in the first place, right? Yeah, definitely. And there's a variety of reasons for that, you know, some of them being that Toward the end of last year, the service had some bugs that really impacted user play, so much so that the entire unit went into a lockdown where they just did not put out any new features because they were focused on fixing all the problems. They've come out of that since then. But beyond bugs, another key obstacle for increasing that that user base is simply the fact that Right now, Horizon is limited to users who already own virtual reality headsets, specifically the Quest headsets made by Meta. And that's why another key part of the strategy for Horizon in 2023 is to release a so-called 2D version of Horizon, which could run on users' desktops, run on their phones, basically bringing Horizon beyond VR and to users who maybe you know, can't get past that $400 buy-in tax to just even be able to use the product, but rather be able to use it on devices that they already own. Sal, Zuckerberg actually addressed this on Meta's fourth quarter earnings call. Let's uh, take a quick listen. Even though most of our Reality Labs investment is going towards future computing platforms, glasses, headsets, and and the software to run them, um, as the technology develops, um, most people are going to experience the metaverse for the first time on phones, and start building up their digital identities across our apps. So getting new users on the platform, keeping them coming back, offering new ways to get on Horizon World, that seems to be what the goal is. But I want to talk about the bigger picture, Sal, because Meta has gotten itself in hot water in the past for trying to get younger users on its platforms, for the ways younger users already on some of its social media platforms interact with it. It had this moment with Instagram where it was going to have Instagram for children that it's put on hold. So how does it plan to approach adding young users to Horizon Worlds, given that it's had these problems in the past? 
Yeah, that's a great question because this has been a source of friction for the company in the past. But in the memo, we can see that Meta is already thinking about this from the get-go. One of the key goals for the Horizon team in 2023 is that they also provide a safe and equitable experience. And the reason for that being one of the goals that's outlined in this memo is because they know that as they go after younger users, it's going to be very paramount, not just in their own experience of these users, but also in the perception that these kids are safe, that what's going on in this service is just something fun and not something that's going to be detrimental to them. At the same time, I think Meta is going to be enjoying a cushion here because Horizon, unlike Instagram, unlike Facebook, Horizon, it is a social experience, but it's also like a video game. And already teenagers are playing video games, including some rival games that are on VR headsets. So Although this has been, as I said, a source of friction for the company in the past, when it comes to virtual video games, it's very common that teenagers will be on them. All right, that was our reporter, Salvador Rodriguez. Sal, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. And that's it for today's tech news briefing. If you want more tech stories, check out our website, wsj.com. And if you like our show, please rate and review it. You can do that wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Zoe Thomas for The Wall Street Journal. Thanks for listening. The Claude 3 model family by Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. Haiku is lightning fast and cost-effective. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Learn more at anthropic.com Claude.